Hey, 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 welcome back to the Best Women's Show. Why am I screwing up on our own title? The Best Women's Boxing Show, period. I am Cynthia Conte. And I'm Giandra LaBeouf, and you're not wrong by saying what you said. So, hey, you're not wrong. <laughs> I keep screwing up. But it's all right. It's been a crazy day so far. Uh, but, you know, we're just getting right to it. Ooh, David Benavides. We're going to bring them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out because we're putting you in the hot seat. We got lots of questions to ask you. Where's my camera? I'm on. Where's my camera? David Benavides, former two time super middleweight champion. Welcome to our show. Welcome to our new show. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for inviting me. It's a pleasure to be on here. Thank you. So the uh, I don't know. We're getting right to it, Jay. Let's we're getting get right to it. Right into the, the. I know that you saw. I'm really hoping that you saw the Caleb Plant was on our show not too long ago, like uh, a week ago, and he said some things that you allegedly said. And I don't know. Have you heard about it? Did you watch the interview? Did you watch any of the things that were said, or did your dad tell you? Yeah, I've seen the. I've seen the clips. And okay, and this is now this is a platform we want to give you that Caleb Plant said allegedly that you were speaking bad about his late daughter. And you guys were saying putting maybe there's videos out and you're just saying things. Yeah, I mean, I never said nothing about his daughter. You could look everywhere if he said that there's clips of me saying stuff about his daughter. I never said anything about his daughter. You know, I feel like, you know, his daughter is. You know, whatever happened with his daughter, his daughter being deceased, I don't think it's anybody's place, especially mine, to talk about a late daughter like that. So, I mean, if I said something about his daughter, you can bring up the clips, but I never said nothing about his daughter. We got to the, you know, we got to the root with it. When he was in here, we asked him, you know, you guys uh, share, uh, share, you know, management. You guys have people in common that you work with to make fights happen. What is the root of the animus? He says the root is that with the daughter. For you on your side, why don't you like him? What's the root of it for you? I just don't like him. I don't like him as a person. I don't like him as a fighter. You know, I don't think that he thinks that. I don't like how he thinks that he's the best super middleweight in the world. He's not. You know, it's just that. That's just basically it. I don't like him. He doesn't. He doesn't like me. He had a lot of things. He had a lot of things to say. In addition to him alleging that you said things about his daughter he also alleges there was an incident where people walked up to him in the gym and tried to intimidate him and he he was either by himself and we just want your side caleb plant he's just like a fucking he's a person that thinks she's a shit you know has a loud mouth he does all this shit clout and he's just a bitch that's what he is bottom line he's just a bitch i don't like him he doesn't like me you know i want to fight him and he wants to fight me that's it but he doesn't want to make these these fights happen you know we could have made this fight happen now he could come on here and he could cry. He could say all the things he wants to say. But, you know, he, he talks a lot of shit himself. You know, I just I don't like him as a person. and He doesn't like me. And that's it. That's the bottom line. We did ask Caleb Plant that there was allegedly a, a fight that was proposed for you both to fight in September of 2022. He said that you and your team declined the fight. And when we asked your father, he said there was did he say there was no fight? I believe I can't remember. But was there a fight? So he said that he said that I I declined the fight for September. There was allegedly a fight, and he said if there was supposed to be a fight, uh, we had the same manager, we had the same team, or even your father or Louis de Cuba is both of your managers, so you guys could have made the fight. But your father. So I mean, to me, it doesn't make no sense. Say so he's coming back. He's he's trying to search for greatness. He's trying to be the best he is. If I'm fighting for the WBC interim title, why wouldn't he take that opportunity to fight fight for that belt himself? I mean, I'm sure the WBC would love to sanction that fight. 
instead of me and David Lemieux, why not make it me versus Caleb Plant uh, with the WBC interim title? I mean, I'm the one fighting for it. I mean, it, it just doesn't make sense. Why would I turn a fight like that down when I've been trying to get that fight for a long time? I could have fought. I could have fought Caleb Plant when Caleb Plant fought Caleb Truex. We had the we had the same. We we fought like a month apart. You know what I mean? You know, and he looked horrible against Caleb Truex. We could have fought then. We could have fought now. And now he's going to fight Anthony Durrell, a dude that I stopped when I was 22 years old. So it makes no sense. Why would I decline to fight with Caleb Plant when that's potentially a bigger fight? That's potentially a pay-per-view fight. It's a big fight for me, you know, um, in status, you know, and a money fight for me. So why it makes no sense. Why would I decline to fight like that? So he lands. So he lands on Darrell, and you land on Demieux, or, or, or land on Lemieux. Excuse me. What is that paving the road towards that you can disclose to us? Uh, you obviously aren't going to look past any opponent, but it seems like a very intentional road. Are you guys joshing with us, and there is a fight in the future? You know, what it, what is this leading us towards? Do you think? I mean, to be honest, I I know as much as you. I don't know. You know, I'm I've been trying to get that fight. That's the fight that I want to get. Me versus Caleb Plant. But, you know, um, there's always something that's, you know, it's always something that keeps the fight from happening. You know, when, when he was going to fight Canelo, he said that he's on some bigger and better things, whatever. He still got his ass knocked out after he fought Canelo. So what else is he chasing now? You know, there shouldn't be a reason why this fight is not getting made. You know, I would definitely, for me to get to the next level, I feel like I need to, you know, just to, because he's a big name and, he fought with Canelo, you know, um, so I feel like that's an easy fight to be made. And uh, there's just no reason why this fight's not being made. If he if he beats Anthony Durrell and I beat David Lemieux, why not make the fight happen? So, I mean, if this fight doesn't get made happen after, you know, after I, I get this victory with David Lemieux, then I don't know what to tell you guys. Okay, going back to you guys share the same manager, Luis de Cuba, based on from what we know, have you both, you and uh, I mean, excuse me, Caleb said I want to fight you. If <laughs> you guys are both the, the same manager, I know his. Yeah, I definitely good. talked to uh, Luis de Cuba. So I talked to him, you know, a couple of weeks ago. I told him that you know, if everything goes good, you know, with me and David Lemieux, and I get the victory for the for the WBC title, I feel like it gives it puts me it gives me better leverage to get these other fights. You know, all the fights that I want to get. You know, and. Um, I mean, I I just don't understand. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know what I don't know what what would be the holdup. You know, I, I mean, I if I once I win this WBC from title, you know, it's you know it's it would be a good idea for Caleb Plant to fight me too because you know it's it's for a title too. So, I mean, if we can make that fight happen, that's a fight I've been wanting to make happen for a long, long time. So, I don't know. He said there might be a possibility, or and the only reason it doesn't get made is if Caleb Plant doesn't want to fight. This whole division is spicy. Yeah, the super is. middleweight is getting down. It's becoming the glamour division. Mm -hmm. It's really commanding attention compared to welterweight. When we talked to your dad, we talked to him about negotiating with Canelo and how close that fight really came to fruition. And your dad was very clear. He said that we were willing to take the minimum. There's a minimum that people get when they fight Canelo. He said, well, you guys were even willing to take less than that, like three to four million to get the fight because he felt the fight that more opportunities would come later, the money would come later, is just your point of view on that and what your father told us when he we had him on. Well, you know, like I said, now I feel like a lot of people, they don't want to fight me because there's too much risk and not that much reward. I mean, I'm not saying nobody's scared of me, but I mean, when everybody looks at fights, they're like, oh, they always say that 
I have nothing to offer that this and that, you know, it's like, if you see the fights with Charlo, he said I had nothing to offer, but you know, I felt like the fights when they get made to happen with me, you know, I have a big fan base. A lot of people like how I fight and it would definitely be an interesting fight versus whoever I fight. You know, um, if I could have got a fight with Charlo, you know, I feel like it would, he could have got what he, he would have got a bigger payday than fighting, you know, the guy he's fighting now. Um, no disrespect to the guy, but I don't really know who he is. Uh, the Polish guy is fine at 160. And also with Canelo Alvarez, you know, I think uh, Luis Acu was told me that they're offering Canelo 55 million for me plus pay-per-view. So it's just, it's kind of, it's kind of crazy. A lot of people say that, you know, there's no, I bring them no value when, you know, there's a big paycheck for, for them to fight me, you know? So, um, like I said, I know as much as you guys, you know, I've been trying to get that fight. I mean, I've been the mandatory to fight Canelo for like two fights already. Mm. Why do you um, think, why do you think he hasn't taken that fight with you? I don't know. I, we talked about it with your father because he said um, that you go ahead, go ahead. Every time I say something, you know, a lot of people just try to like, they, like go and attack me saying, oh yeah, like why would, why would Canelo be scared of this guy or something? You know, it's always like a, there's always something that comes back at me. I mean, so I don't I don't know why they wouldn't take the fight. I mean, he's fighting for a. I think he took less money. I don't know. I don't know how much. Uh, I think he got like a. What was it like eighty five million? Well, that's what the that was reported. Crazy for both both fights. Yeah. But for me, he would have got fifty million alone. You know, and then it would it would have been a hundred million a hundred million dollar deal. With, you know, versus Charlo and then me. So, I mean, he's still getting a lot of money. Don't get me wrong. You know, I'm not here trying to say that Canelo's scared or nothing. But, you know, if he would have fought me, you know, he would have got a bigger paycheck, just like I would have got a big paycheck. So, for all the fans saying I'm looking for a payday, this and that, it's not really all about that. You know, I, I've I've done what I'm supposed to do. You know, I'm the mandatory at this at this weight class. So, you know, how do I not deserve this fight? You know, I beat the people they put in front of me. I've been two-time world champion. So it's not like I'm freaking asking for a handout. You know, I did the work and I'm I'm the mandatory. So this is what I deserve. The conversations with your name in are fascinating because, like you said, there's a perception that it's a high risk, low reward. But you still your name is always in the mm -hmm. conversation. Yep. You know, Charlo had said that he wanted to fight you, but then, you know, then kind of back took back some of those statements or none of that came to fruition. There's the things going on with Caleb. Again, he's saying that you don't bring anything or whatever he said, allegedly, about you. High high risk, low reward, but still part of the conversation. Where, how does that make you feel? Like where, how do you, what do you think about that? That you're still part of the conversation, yet they still don't want to fight you? You know, to be honest, it does make, make me a little frustrated, you know, but, um, at the end of the day, I could just keep doing what I'm doing. You know, I keep, um, I feel like eventually I'm going to get these opportunities. You know, I'm still very young. You know, I'm 25 years old. You know, so I still, I still feel like I have a, at least 10 years in this game. So, um, but I don't know. You know, I just keep doing what I'm doing. You know, I feel like whatever fighter fights for me, you know, I feel like the, the thing the thing about these fighters, too, that they're just so, uh, what is it called? They're just too cocky. You know, everybody thinks that they're they're the A side and everybody thinks they're a freaking superstar when they're not. You know, when in reality we all need each other to get to that next step. You know, Charlo, you know, he needs me. Caleb Plant, he needs me. Who else are they gonna fight? Who else are the fans interested to see him fight? You know, Caleb Plant, who else is he gonna fight after? You know, he's gonna fight Anthony Durrell. What is that gonna do for his career? You know, um Charlo. You know, he's a great fighter, but now he's fighting this Polish guy. I mean, what else is that going to do for his career? I feel like the fans, 
would give them more respect, you know, if they, you know, they took a hard fight like with me, you know, um, and I'm, if even if I'm if I take these fights, I'm not saying that they're easy fights. I would definitely have to work extremely hard, you know, to do and to make sure I'm 100 percent ready to, you know, to face these 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 people because, it, you know, they were ex champions and they got to I got to be ready for that. But, you know, to I, I just want to get to the next level. You know, and it's kind of hard to do that when a lot of these other people, uh, all these top fighters in my weight class, they don't want to fight. Well, what happens? I mean, obviously, after the Lumi fight, whether you are victorious or not, I've heard from KO artist, he, uh, Stephen, I'm like, I never know how to say his last name. He, you said in an interview that you would even move up to 175 and even maybe better, better be of. I mean, I would definitely go to 175, but I feel like if, um, if he beats Joe Smith, I feel like Canelo would be the front line, you know, the front runner right there, you know, if he, because I'm sure he would want, want to make an indisputed fight, you know, and I'm sure Bird Bia would want to fight Canelo. So that's the thing about that too, you know, even at that weight class, Canelo gets all those top fights there, you know, definitely because he's a more lucrative fight. He makes more money and it's going to be, a, if they do fight, it would be a unification title fight. But even so, so let's just say that you are victorious against Lemieux. It is for the WB, uh, WBC eliminator that puts you in the sweepstakes to hopefully fight Canelo. So let's just say that fight with Canelo doesn't pan out because he's so busy in the other divisions trying to become undisputed. Yeah. What happens next then? Well, no, it's for the WBC interim title. I had already, when I fought Ronald Ellis, that was a WBC eliminator. Mm -hmm. I won Got that. It. And when I when I was going to fight uh, Jose Uzcateki before he came out positive with, with steroids, it was going to be another WBC title eliminator. So, like, I, that's, that's what I'm telling you. Like, it's frustrating for me because I was already fighting two WBC title eliminators back to back, and now it's a WBC interim title. You know, like, so... I don't know what to, you know, as I, I don't, I don't know what comes next. It's not like, you know, I would love to fight Canelo, but Canelo, he's doing his thing. He's, you know, he's, I think he has three fights with Dazen, you know, uh, this whole year. And who knows what he might do next year. He might go up to cruiserweight or I, I just don't know. I don't know what he's going to do. So like, well, me, like I just said, I just got to take it one fight at a time. You know, um, I just got to keep winning. And um, I think the opportunities will, will eventually, uh, you know, open themselves soon. You are you are young in your career at 25. When you look at all these opportunities and the difficulty to make fights, does it give you any fears about what your ultimate legacy will be? Because we know fans are fickle and they love to do fantasy matchups and so-and-so didn't fight this person and that person they didn't fight in their prime, blah, 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 blah. Does that any, any of that concern you when you think about your ultimate legacy when you eventually leave the sport, go into the Hall of Fame? Do you think that far in the future about this period of your career? Yeah, you know, it, it it definitely, you know, I definitely think about it a lot, you know, and I, um, for me to have the career that I want to have, you know, I definitely want to fight these, all these, you know, great fighters in my weight class or 175. But if that doesn't happen, like I said, like it's hard to get these fights happen, then my ultimate goal is just to take care of my family, you know, is, you know, take care of my son, take care of my wife, take care of uh, my, all my other family. And, you know, at the end of the day, this is how I pay my bills and, you know, I'm a fighter and, this is this is how I make my living. And you are looking to become a three-time world champion, which I think is incredible because you're still so young. Absolutely. And you are still a force to be reckoned with. It's just we need fights to be made. We need the opponents to actually say, yeah, I'll fight you. <laughs> that's pretty much it. Yeah. And now... But um, I, I, like I said, that's why it's, you know, kind of frustrating too. Like, it's not 
my fault. You guys know damn well I've never turned down no fight. You know, I'm not the one saying that, oh, yeah, this guy, he's not, you know, he has nothing to offer me. I've never said that, you know. A lot of these fighters, like I said, we all need each other to get to the next level, you know. So you could tell, you could really tell the, the fighters that they're not willing to make the fights happen. The ones that say, oh, yeah, he has nothing to offer me. You know, I'm, you know, I'm A-side, I'm this and that, you know. So I'm trying to, I'm doing my best to make these fights happen, you know. So, I mean, if they don't happen, it's not because of me, you know, it's because of the other side. And so now we land on David Lemieux. And David Lemieux has been in some battles in his career. We've seen him in some big fights. How did this even land on the radar? He used to be over uh, uh, Golden with, with Golden Boy previously, and then now we find you into a fight with him. How did this fight even come to fruition? Because when I thought about opponents for you, that was not a name I thought of immediately. I can't go in there just thinking, you know, oh, I'm just going to, you know, uh, she's just going to be an easy guy to go in there. You know, I, I have to give all the fighters the respect they deserve because at the end of the day, this is a title shot. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the title shot for him, a title shot for me. So, um, you know, I'm expecting him to be in there. You know, I'm very motivated. You know, this is a big opportunity for both of us. But as the way the fight came about, um, it was it was ordered by the WBC, you know, uh, for the WBC interim title. And, you know, like I said, he wasn't the first fighter that came to name for me either. You know, there was three other fighters that came to name to me first. But, I mean, yeah. Um, when the WBC order, orders fights like that, you know, then that's that's basically the stamp, and that's what's going to happen next, and that's how the fight came about. Who are the other fighters, that, the three other names? The ones that I wanted to fight, like I said, were uh, I wanted to fight Canelo. Or not, well, yeah, Canelo. Um, Canelo, Charlo, Caleb Plant, and uh, I, I would also like to fight, you know, Berlinga. I feel mm, like he's yeah. like he has... You know, he is, he's a big puncher, you know, and I feel like it would be, it'd be an exciting fight for the fans. That is an exciting that fight. Is. And when he, with him being over on the top-ranked side of the street and having the team that you have, is that a makeable fight? Are you guys in conversation? Could, maybe it could be something down the line because, you know, there's always so much talk about crossing the street and all these kind of things. What do you think is, is the likelihood of even having those conversations even opening up? I mean... I don't know. We could definitely have the conversation, you know, but um, I feel like as, you know, just from being here in the position I am, um, after I get this uh, this WBC interim title, I think I have more leverage. And, you know, um, it would definitely be a, if I get the belt, it would definitely be a title shot for Berlanga. And uh, I don't know. You know, like I said, it's I, I could try to make these fights happen and I could try to speak them into existence and, you know, telling my promoters and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, for making the fights happen, they have the decision to make that happen. So um, we could definitely try to make it happen. You know, we could definitely try to talk to the other side and talk to my promoters and see what happens. And, you know, I, I would definitely love to make that fight. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's either top rank and PVC that could that definitely have the power to make that happen. Mexico versus Puerto Rico. I know that. I, I mean, based on Edgar Berlanga's last performance, a lot of people say he's a little overrated. Uh, he has been battle tested and he did hurt. I, he broke his hand, not this past fight, but the last fight. Did you catch his uh, last fight recently? Yeah. Yeah. He didn't look good at all. Um, yeah. But uh, <laughs> I mean, but, the, you know, like, like I said, you know, I think two fights, Three fights ago, he was like the biggest thing in the world. And, you know, I feel like a lot, he has a lot of uh, support from, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of artists and a lot of celebrities and stuff like that. So even, um, he called me out. He said that he would love to fight me. So, I mean, 
you know, I would love to fight him too. You know, it's a big name. You know, he def- he's definitely a big hitter. Yeah. You know, there's no For sure. about that. He has a lot of punching power, so I think it would be that, a fun fight. That would That's be a great a fight. How tall, and, wait, uh, how tall is Edgar? How tall are I, you? I'm like 6'2", and I think oh. he's like six. And he's 6'1". Ah, 6'1". Big Ooh. boys. Bob Arum, did you hear that? Brad uh, Goodman. <laughs> Let's uh, make some fights happen. <laughs> I'm into it. I like it. I mean, I'd go so, to that. It makes sense on both sides. You know, I feel like this is a very lucrative fight. You know, I mean, it, it could be potentially a really big fight. Mm-hmm. And why not? You know, with Mexico, Mexico versus Puerto Rico. Let's make it happen. Why Ooh. not, indeed? I'm going to... Uh, Carmo Reddy, did you hear that? We're going to... You know what? We can just we gotta help talk the to matchmakers. Ready, for sure. Uh, you know, it's funny when you said that... Um, you have nothing to offer. A lot of fighters say, well, why why, why fight Dev- David Benavides? He has nothing to offer. Caleb Plant said in our interview, he's like, I don't know why David wants to fight me. I have nothing to offer him. Remember? I don't know if you remember him saying that. But obviously we said, well, it's a grudge match. It's a fight that needs to happen, belts or no he's, belts. He said that he doesn't have nothing to offer me. Yeah, like he, he doesn't have any, any hardware. Like both of you. So why, it's... It, say that about himself. He said that about himself of like, well, why would David want the fight? So it's, it was really weird. And I'm, but his whole goal is to clean out the super middleweight division so he can get his rematch with Canelo. See, like that's, that's the type of shit that he's like, he does it. He, I mean, he's like known for doing stuff like that. He says stuff that really makes no sense. Like it, if I have nothing to offer him or he has nothing to offer me, I'm the number one spot right there. You know, if, if he comes and beats me, then they'll definitely say, oh, yeah, you know, he, he definitely deserves to fight Canelo. So, that may, if anything, he should be trying to fight me more, you know. But I feel like, you know, he's scared. Deep down inside, he knows he's scared. You know, and I want, once I get him in the ring, I'm going to beat the shit out of him, you know, and I really don't like Caleb Plant. And as for all this stuff, him saying that I said something about his daughter, if I said something about his daughter, you know, he should bring it up, but he should put me on blast and, you know, put videos up. I never said nothing about his daughter, you know? So like that, just like when people say stuff about me and then I'll try to lie saying that I'm saying stuff, I not, nothing never came out of my mouth like that, you know? And, you know, as for me, I'm pretty respectful guy, you know, mm-hmm. and I don't like to say stuff, you know, I only say stuff that people disrespect me, but I never said, I would never say no stuff like that, you know? So if Caleb Plant, you know, he wants to get it on, you know, we could either fight in the ring or we could fight in the parking lot. You know, I just don't like that fucking guy. You know, and it's definitely a grudge match. I would fight him for free. I would fight him for free. If he wants to spar, tell him to hit my line and we could get a sparring session going on too. You know, it's just that's that's just how much I don't like them. And that that's that's how it's always gonna be until I get my opportunity to fight that guy. You know, that's always that's, it's always gonna be like that. I'm never gonna like him and he's never gonna like me. Even after the fights, we can never be friends because it's just there's just too much. I just I just don't like that dude as a person. Okay, so let's just say that there's no belts on the line. It is prize fighting. So let's just say there's even money, or let's just say there's not even enough money on the line. It's a grudge match. You two just don't like each other. It's about pride. Would you still take a fight with him? Yeah, it's not even about the money. I mean, they can come with me with less money and I'll fight him. I don't I really don't care. I just don't like him. You know, I don't like him at all. And I would definitely title, no title, big money, no big money. I, I just want to get in the ring with him. Until we both set our differences in the ring, you know, it's always going to be like that. You know, Jake Paul put, can't put this card on. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> Seriously. Let's get, the, let's get this money, money popping. Because that's a, I'll, I like any any combination of that. Pretty much you versus any, anybody. Anybody, anybody. Because we want to see you fight. And I think, uh 
God, you, you deserve to be in the ring. And we, you know, you're a very dangerous fighter. You know how to box. You know how to brawl. You know how to knock out. You're very, very technical. You're, the you, fans you're are very into sound. It. Yeah, and they know you. I, I mean, honestly, when we asked Caleb, is this animosity true? It, like, why do you guys really hate each other? And based on what we're hearing from you, you really, you guys really don't like each we other. We could cut this clip Damn. and use it as fight promo. <laughs> right? Honestly. It's really good. <laughs> Yeah, and that that's just the thing that, that frustrates me, too. Like, a lot of these people, they say, you know, that I have nothing to offer them and they don't want to fight me, this and that. But, like, you guys are excited. You guys would be excited to see me fight whoever. You know, every time I talk to a reporter or something, they're like, yeah, man, I would be excited for, for you to fight anybody. So how do I not bring this? How, do, how, how, how can I not get these fights? And how do people say I bring nothing to the table? If everybody that I talk to about potentially making a fight with any big name, They'd be like, yeah, that would be a dope-ass fight. You know, that we're excited for this fight. That fight has to be made. So, like I said, I'm not running from nobody. I've never been scared of nobody. But I can't say the other thing about these other men. You know, they act like they're the shit. They act like, you know, they're the toughest and they're, they're the hottest shit around. But at the end of the day, they know what's up. There's only one way to solve this. Where's, the, my, cam where's yeah. my camera? Yeah. Al Heyman, if you would like to come visit the show and come talk to us and, you know, we can if we can help facilitate any of these fights in any way. Al Heyman, you have an open door invitation. Yeah, to the, the, best the, the brown show. table talk is available. OK, since <laughs> she did say Al Heyman, you got that's both of your advisors. What does he say about all of this? He can make the fight happen, can't he? He's the boss. I've boss. been, I've been with um, how, how long I've been with him for like six years. I've only talked to him like twice. You know, Al Heyman is not an easy guy to talk to. But um, he said, to, you know, just keep going. Every time I talk to him, he just tells me just keep doing what I'm doing and the fights will be made happen soon. So I have to take his word on that. But like I said, if, if the fights get made when both parties agree, mm -hmm. you know, I tried to get a fight with Charlo a long time ago, like a year and a half ago. And um, I don't know if you guys seen when we, we had all that stuff was going on with us. And he said that. They, he, I had heard that he was coming up to 168. You know, I never disrespected him. I said, you know, I would love to fight Charlo. That would be a great fight. You know, he's a great champion. And I guess he felt some type of way about that or something like that because of how much interviews I was doing. And then he said I was a little kid that he would snap my fucking neck, this and that. So I'm like, dude, like, I'm not going to let now you're going to snap my neck. You know, like, I'm not going to let nobody talk to me like that. So it got to where it was at. And then after the fight, well, yeah, that's when he did the interview after the fight. He said he was going to snap my neck, that he'll knock me the fuck out. I'm a little kid, this and that. I'm like, all right, cool. The fight's going to be made happen for sure. And um, then he comes out saying that, like, I had to be over 25 and I had to be uh, the vaccinated. The COVID testing and all that. I remember mm -hmm. that. Yeah, I had to be vaccinated. And then now he's saying, now he's saying that I'm a weight bully, that I should be fighting at cruiserweight, that he's actually a small uh, middleweight, that he's going to stay at 160. So, like, the only reason I even say stuff is because, you know, I, in my head, I feel like these fights are potentially, could potentially be made. So, you know, I got to talk to shit, you know, to make these fights happen. But then it just, like, it feels like a waste of time when I'm out here doing, I'm talking all this shit. And, you know, these fights aren't, don't even get made. And I feel like the fans get frustrated. That's why I don't even like to say nothing no more because I'm not going to go in there and waste my breath and, you know, talk all this shit. And, you know, these fights... They never get made happen, you know, because it's frustrating for me and it's also frustrating for my fans. Well, you know what? I'm glad you said that because mm -hmm. that's a perfect segue to a segment that we have here. So we have a we have a segment that's called Talk Your Shit. So we are going to put the camera on you dead for 30 seconds and whomever you need to say it to, 
fighters, fans, detractors, whoever you want to say it to, 30 seconds uninterrupted. David Benavidez, you know, go ahead like, and talk your shit. The thing that was getting me mad, you know, is about a lot of these fighters, a lot of these, you know, critics and, you know, they just talk all this shit. They don't know nothing about nothing. You know, like, as fighters, you know, I, you know, the fighters are potentially there to fight Canelo. You know, I think it, they need to stop saying payday, payday. You know, because at the end of the day, we've all been boxing. I've been boxing for 22 years. You know, I've, I've put my whole life on the line right here, and I've worked my ass off. And I've earned my spot to fight this dude, you know. And I'm not just looking for a payday. I'm looking to make history. But once you do your job good, what, you work for free? All these people at work, they do this and that. You guys you guys go to your work and not ask for, not, not ask to get paid or what? Like, so all that payday shit, I'm gonna, all that shit needs to stop. And all these other fighters that... They talk all that shit, but they don't want to. They 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 do very little to make these fights happen. You know, you you guys need to grow some fucking balls, honestly. because you know, I'm tired of you guys talking all that shit, and all these fights never get made happen. So whenever whenever you guys want to grow a pair of balls, you guys you guys know what's up with me. Woo, David Benavides, you hear that? All y'all's grow some balls, grow some cajones. cajones. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, David. <laughs> Well, I like it. I like it. Spicy. I mean, it's I like I like what you, I like what you're talking about. I like the idea of a Berlanga fight. I like any of those combinations. Charlo, Charlo like, needs to Charlo, come up. Plant, <laughs> hell, all of them. Well, all of them. All the smoke. David wants all the smoke. David wants all the smoke. And I'm here for it. Okay, Dave, I'm going to kind of go, uh, we're going to veer a little bit off, because as you know, uh, our show is the best women's boxing show, period. So not only we just talk about men's boxing, but I got to ask you, do you watch any women's boxing? Yeah, definitely. Um, okay. You know, I'm very excited for that fight. I think, oh, what is it, April 30th? You know, Amanda Serrano. Yeah. Versus, uh, I was going to ask you your thoughts on that. Who do you think has it? How will it end? That's going to be a great fight, you know, and I feel like Amanda Serrano, she, you know, she really deserves a, a lot of respect, you know, because besides Pacquiao, I think she's only been the only other fighter to win, you know, seven different titles and seven different weight classes. But, you know, Katie Taylor, um, she's a great champion, too. So, I mean, I'm excited just to see that. Um, I don't know who's, who wins that fight, but I'm definitely going to be tuning in myself. It's going to be a great fight. And also the other fight I'm excited about is, uh, I don't know, I, I had just seen that she won this weekend. I don't know, I don't know, I forgot her okay. name. Girl, that's potentially going to fight uh, Clarissa Shields. Oh, Savannah Marshall. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that fight, you know, just them, too. They look like they really hate each other, too, and they... <laughs> A lot of trash talk going between them. So, you know, I love me, myself, I love a grudge match, too. And then, you know, Michaela Mayer, she's a really good fighter, too. I've been watching her for a long time. So, I mean, the women's the women's uh, boxing, you know, it's on fire, too. I feel like this is probably one of the best, you know, past, past couple five years that, you know, is that the women's boxing has been on fire. Well, you know, Giandra made a very bold prediction. I say it all the time. In the next five years, women's boxing is going to take over. Women are going to start really leading these cards and these big, 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 big pay-per-view cards, too. It's coming. Yeah. I think your your father needs to take on a female fighter. Because mm. I, I, I know Diego Pacheco, Rio's in there. Uh, you guys got a good little stable going on. Diego Pacheco, I said it. I interviewed him when he went pro. He's going to be a future world champion very, very soon. And who knows? You might end up having to fight him because you guys are in the same division. 
Yeah, I mean, I've, I've told them that too. I've told everybody here that I said, but we'll cross the br that bridge when it gets here, you know. You didn't say <laughs> it nice like that. Tell us the truth. Did, what did you tell them? In a, did you tell them I'll lump you up, little boy? What would you, you tell them in the gym for real, for real? You could tell us. We family. You know, when we, I don't, I don't even talk like that, but, you know, when we do our sparring <laughs> sessions, that's where we, we let it all out. You know, he's a great fighter. I'm a great fighter, and I feel like, he can learn from me, and I know, you know, I get better sparring him because he's a great fighter, too. You know, we both push each other to the limits. But, you know, when I uh, when I first contacted him to spar him, it was like about two and a half years ago. And, you know, uh, I called him for reasons because I've seen a lot of potential in him. And not only just, you know, to train him, I've seen a lot of potential, you know, for me to get better sparring him. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's been like that's been a good friendship, you know, for the past like two years and a half. He's a great person, you know. I've learned. Uh, uh, I've met all his family, and you know, I've learned to like all his family. And you know, he knows all my family. And you know, he's he's a great dude. You know, he's young. He's a great dude. And well, like I said, if we do ever cross that bridge, may the best man win. You know, I'm here to be the best. He's here to be the best. So whatever happens, happens. Holler. Would your dad be in your corner or his corner? <laughs> yeah, I think he. Just <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you know, I always say your name, El Bandera Roja. Why red flag? What What's that mean? Um, to be honest with you, my that was just a name that my promoter gave me. Um, he said, you know, he really had a vision from uh, Samson Lucas. Um, he said that, you know, um, red flag, you know, it kind of means like, you know, it's a danger. You pull out the red flag and, you know, it's danger. A lot of people say I'm dangerous and stuff like that. And a lot of people shy away from the fights for me because I'm dangerous. Kind of like exactly what's been happening now, you know. And um, and then also we had a vision, too. Like, you know, maybe when I fight at home, you know, it's like a, it'll be like a bull pit. You know, we have a lot of people like at the fights waving red flags and stuff. And, you know, we always give flags out of my fights. And, you know, you always got the yeah. people waving little red flags. So, okay. I mean, that's pretty cool, too. But. Besides that, you know, I just want to get it out here. A lot of people say that uh, it's like, uh, like gang related. Uh huh. Oh, the the Crips, the Bloods. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't even play with that stuff. So. I know that's right. Not gang related. So. Yeah. And then one other prediction: since we know that you've had Bevel, you've you've sparred Bevel, and he's going to be fighting Canelo. Uh, can Bevel pose any problems to Canelo, and vice versa? Yeah, I mean, Bevel, he's a strong fighter. He has good footwork. He has a good right hand. He's a, he's a really strong right hand. But the thing about Bevel is, um, you know, he's, a, he's, he's very vulnerable to inside, the inside game, you know, body shots and uppercuts and, Oof. you know, uh, sustained pressure. And that's, the, that's where, uh, where Canelo that, That's really where Canelo shines at. So if he could... Um, if he could like really box him and keep using his footwork all day, you know, he'll really have a big, a big chance of winning. But the thing about it too, is that Canelo can't sleep on Bivol, you know, because Bivol has a really good right hand and um, he has really good power. You know, he has sneaky power too. And the thing about Bivol is he's fought, he's fought a lot of good opponents. Mm -hmm. So he's had, he's had that experience, you know, he's fought Pascal, he's fought Joe Smith, um, a lot of other good fight, you know, uh, Sullivan Barrera, mm -hmm. Sullivan Barrera was coming up. He's fought a lot of strong fighters. So I feel like he's felt the power before, but he, you know, he just really has to be really on top of his toes, but, um, it's going to be a great fight. And, you know, I was actually trying to spar, uh, people, uh, we had contact with their management to spar him for this fight, but he's busy. we didn't. <laughs>
Well, I think a lot of people are comparing maybe because he fought Kovalev, uh, Canelo, and Kovalev and Bivol are two different men because Kovalev is a little older. Bivol is really in his prime, and Canelo is definitely in his prime. So this is a great fight. Yeah. Do you think it will end in a knockout? I think there's a big possibility. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a big possibility, you know, but it's, it's going to be a great fight. You know, I, I don't want to want to I don't want to disrespect Dimitri Bivol because I know him and his team. He's really good. But, you know, whoever is going to be a great fight. Whoever wins the fight is, you know, it's going to be a great fight. The fans win in this one. Yeah, the fans win. The fans always the ones who win. For sure. You see that promoters? The fans win. Give us what we want. Give us the fights. <laughs> and then we all win. Then we there all you win. go. Oh, David, thank you so much for taking your time out. I know that you've got uh, you're in fight camp right now in San Diego, uh, yeah, San Diego at the Fight Stars um, compound. And uh, good luck to you against David Lemieux. Yeah, thank you guys. And I really appreciate you guys for inviting me on here. And until uh, next time, but thank you. And uh, thank you to all the fans that are following. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, David. Bye. 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 I love that. Half of that show could have been talk your shit. Hell. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> he was on it was on and cracking he hey he's got reason to say what he got to yeah. say he, he wants fights and yeah and you know it is really true that when we did speak to uh, caleb it doesn't seem like caleb's the type to talk shit and neither is david so someone's talking shit about someone and they're saying it's both of them but who knows they're both saying their own piece but they all they all just want to fight that face off would be spicy oh my god that face off would it would be, be spicy. better it would be even hotter it would be like more violent than the Canelo Caleb plant. I'm the fight might it. even get canceled. <laughs> I wish I could remember what Caleb was saying. It was something. Oh, ching the listos ching uh, chingosos. I, I should have asked him. <laughs> I like. Well, anyway, but yeah. So ho here's to hoping that we get some great fights and. Let's just, yeah. here's to hoping. We're going to put them all together for all of you to yeah. watch at home. We're going to put it back and we're going to lump them all together in a playlist. So you can watch David or you can watch the Caleb Plant interview. You can watch the Jose Senior interview and then you can watch this interview and then go on Twitter. Tag us on Twitter. Best Women's Boxing Show and our Best Women's BSP on yeah. Twitter. We had to make it and short. Let right. us know your thoughts. What do you think is the best combination of the fights? Do you want to see David versus Canelo? You know, it's a great fight. We know that that's the everybody wants to punch the golden ticket. But what other combination? Do you yeah. like? Let us know. And we all know David is not running from this fight. That's like you right. said, he doesn't care about the money. It doesn't even have to be belts. He'll fight him in the backyard. Money don't matter. <laughs> that was fun. I liked it. For sure. Oh, uh, Giander, that was a fun one. I had a good time. I was like, I kind of like held my breath because he was going off. I said, you know going what? Let me, just, let me just push my chair back. Let me right? take it all let back. Let him talk. I was like, I'm not going to even ask any more questions. Just keep on going. Okay. But that's what we like. We like the boxers tell us all. And I like the fact that he does watch women's boxing. Yeah. And he gave us a really good breakdown of... Um, Taylor, well, he didn't really say anything about Taylor Storm, but he does like them, and even Savannah Marshall and uh, Clarissa Shields. And he Michaela likes a good too, who's fighting. Match. Yeah, her. Michaela. Well, by the time you see this, she will have already fought. So, yeah. but yeah, but good for him. Good on him. Support boxing as a whole. Yeah, support our show as like, a whole. Like, share, subscribe on our new uh, YouTube channel. Everything. The best women's boxing show. Period. And I hope you guys like our new animated logo. It's cute. Shout out to Banana Dog Media, Dimitri, who made it for us. It's cute. It's I really like cute. it. I'm into it. It's still going. Our, it, we're still developing, and you're gonna see new fancy things on our all our socials. But, Shiny toys. Ooh, sparkly stuff. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, we're gonna wrap up this episode, and um, Giandra, that was another one, a good one for us in the can. Another one. Another one. What's that? That irritating DJ sound that they make? Bow, 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 bow. Yeah.
god. Oh god. <laughs> that one. I should not even ask. You know what? We need a button for that. Yeah. <laughs> we need a, a like button. So yeah, that's our show for today. All right. I am Cynthia Conte. And I'm Giandra LaBeouf. <laughs>